This is a HeadGum Podcast. Tell me, why'd you have to call me when I'm probably out getting wasted? Or if I'm home, I'm probably on the other line and I don't have call waiting. It works like this, you. You call and you talk at the beep and you speak, then you wait till I hear your message. Honestly, I promise you can bet I'm gonna call you later. Oh, no, no. Hey, it's Jack. You've reached my home answering machine. Or do we say voicemail now that we're in the new millennium? I don't know. Anyway, you're probably better off calling me on my cellular mobile phone, which is a Nokia 8250, in case you're interested. And yes, it's got Snake on it. Uh, But since you're here, why don't you leave me a message? Hey, Jack. It's Tanner. Uh, Missed you at the mall today. I was hoping to see you at Zingy's, but you weren't there. Um, While I was there, I saw that girl... Dawn? You remember her? Dawn? Uh, She moved to, like, California a few years ago. Has been there ever since. I guess she's back, and she was with her stepsister, Marianne, and some other girl. And the other girl was, like, really sad in a way that made me think that someone close to her had died. And that she had traveled to Connecticut in order to sort of, like, get away from that sadness and find herself, but was feeling unfulfilled by sort of quiet suburban Connecticut life and was going to encourage Dawn and Marianne to get on a train to New York City and not tell uh, Richard and Sharon Spear, do you know them? I think your parents are friends with their parents. I mean, with them. I think your parents are friends with them. Uh, Anyway... I don't know if they went to New York. I suspect they did. They had that fire in their eyes. Uh, And I also think that girl, Mary Ann Spear, is, is, I think their house is, do you remember when their house burned down? Anyway, their house burned down, and and, um, they moved into the barn on their property. And I think they're all just sort of struggling with finding um, a place where they feel comfortable. And I wish them the best. And I wish you the best, man. And I hope you're in a comfortable place right now, too. And now maybe I'll see you at the mall tomorrow or, or at school or something. Um, okay. Maybe I'll see you online. Because now we have online because it's like 2000. <laughs> and I'll see you on Club Penguin. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, hope you're well. Uh, love you. Bye. In 86, NM Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult now it's time the babysitter's club club. Uh, hi 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 and welcome to the babysitter's club 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 it's me jack shepherd and i am tanner green ring and what we like to do is talk about the Friends Forever books in the Great Sitters Cycle, and we're kind of winding the Great Sitters Cycle down to uh, its final couple books. It is, of course, a series of books by um, uh, Anne Matthews Martin. I am talking about, in case you don't know uh, who that is from her 
actual name. I'm talking about the hand that shakes, the princess of the Prince of Towns, St. Annabel Matthews Martin, she's sometimes referred to as, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks and Bane to Bats, first of her name, of course, last of her kind, and last hope for humankind. And this week we're talking about a book that is called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever, number 11, Welcome Home, Marianne. Oh, welcome home. Welcome to home. To the barn. Welcome, welcome home to the barn, Marianne. Welcome um, home to your barn where you live now, like an well, animal. Anne lives in a barn, and it's come full circle, hasn't it? They burned her house down. That's mm-hmm. the, the if if you think about it, the original sitter cycle from Christie's great idea all the way to the fire at Mary Ann's house is a one hundred and thirty one book wheel of time mm-hmm. that is is just about Mary Ann's house slowly burning down. Uh, in a way, I guess like all of existence is about. <laughs> all of existence slowly burning yeah. down. Yeah. Or I guess and maybe cooling off. This book, accurately. which is, I think, the penultimate book in the Friends Forever series. Jesus, is that true? Is about they built the house back up, isn't it? Didn't we have they? to we're gonna have to get planning if this is really the penultimate book. It's penultimate, then there's a super special. And then oh, uh, and then good, birds, I think, God. are gonna take us and our bodies and also our soul. They'll eat our bodies, but they'll fly up with our souls, I think is how it works. They eat the bodies, yep, and then I think our our soul is embedded in the body. Oh, okay. Somehow, or maybe so they it's like they kind of digest it. Well, and they digest it in the sky, though. So we're up mm. there somewhere, you know. Yeah, we're up there so somewhere. Be, hopefully, we'll be able to can't squeeze a couple the, episodes out of that. <laughs> can't wait for the birds to get me. Yeah, uh, finally caught up with me, as they will catch up with all of us, Jack. <laughs> Sunny's here. Sonny's here this week. Yeah, Sonny's here this week. It was a bit of a... It's kind of got a... It's got a little bit of a Cali flavor to it, doesn't it? It's... Oh. (laughs) Dawn is here. Sonny's here. Jeff is here. They're talking about surf shops. They're talking about, you know, California living, smoothies, all that kind of stuff. And I don't remember... Hey! Hey, dudes! Welcome... I don't remember my name. The We Heart Kids Club. 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 I'm Half Pie. And I'm Lightsaber T. What was my name? We Lord. We Lord. Yeah. Whoa. Cowabunga. (laughs) Cowabunga. We're the surf boys uh, from California. We're on vacation here in Connecticut. (laughs) We, we heard to see that there the was legal was like weed in, <laughs> yeah. in Massachusetts, so we thought Massachusetts doesn't sound very nice, but Connecticut sounds nice, and at least we can drive up to Massachusetts for the legal weed if that's what we want. Yeah, you know, and we need to be near the. And ocean. we're here to leaf peep. Yeah, when we're and we're also peeping leaves, <laughs> dudes, so, dudes, and it, they're beautiful this time of year. You know what I what like to do this time of year? I like to smoke tree and peep leaves. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And the only thing I don't like about Connecticut is that there's no fresh mangoes for my fruit smoothie every morning. <laughs> I just had apple and cranberry bog <laughs> smoothies. That's what Jeff says. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever else they grow up here. They have, don't they have a, um, a shock jock in this one? Um, yes, there is a shock jock in this one. He goes, it's going to be a scorcher, kitty, so be cool and stay tuned to the hottest spot in Stony Brook. WSTO, 1313 on your dial. 
Does his he say is, his name? Yeah, Morning Mac. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, anyway, Mac. it's me, Half Pipe, and it's my friend Weed Lord here, and we're here to talk about, uh, but we're vacationing in Stony Brook for the leaves. And yeah. um, Ellen Miles, <laughs> this week, <laughs> Ellen Miles' ship rose out of the sea, and the Stony Brook liars, and Anne, and the, and Le- the Leviathan, and um, the entity all showed up at the beach, and they were like, why are we back here again? Yeah. And Ellen Miles was like, I forgot something. <laughs> stay here stay here I'll be right I forgot back. something and and was like okay well I'm glad I have you because like I actually am shorthanded and I need someone else to do another friends forever just to catch you up it's a, kind of about the dissolution of the babysitters club and the fame wolf and uh, a boy called Jeremy Piven gets in between Claudia and Stacy and we just kind of it's the friends forever and then they'll graduate and yeah. Ellen is like no, I did a California Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> what about Don? I've written a California Diaries. Sonny is in it. <laughs> and they do travel crimes. <laughs> and it's like, um, what? What? And Ellen's just like, it has always been. And just like hand delivers her like a manuscript that looks like it's as old as time. This was, this was the first time in some weeks that I didn't have a very clear understanding of what direction the glaive order was trying to take me in on this one? Well, that so this is an interesting. This is interesting for folks who are trying to read the glaive order. I um, normally I write down five books that are the times of the glaive for folks who want to follow along in the glaive order. In this case, I was wondering, and I guess maybe you were too, whether Anne is signaling to us that the glaive order actually includes the California Diaries and the mysteries. Okay. Is that possible? Because in this case, like, you should read, like, Sunny, Live, Die, Repeat. <laughs> I sort of thought the California Diaries and Mysteries were sort of like that uh, weird offshoot of the Alloy series where it's Mistborn, oh, but the, it's like the, like, like the 30s and they're all oh, like, yeah, gangsters it's like and have yeah, guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> And it's like, sure, I guess it's in the same universe, and, like technically, but I mean, maybe the Glaive Order is the the a better reading is that the Glaive Order is asking us to read various We Heart Kids Club, oh, themed. Books. Well, it was the the one that I kind of felt like was pretty pretty thematic, thematically similar was the one where Don flies to California without telling anyone. Mm. Fuck yeah, that's exactly right. So in this book, we should describe this book twice at least. Well, uh, we had the uh, we did do the um the voicemail at the top. Oh, I haven't listened to that yet. Oh, I, I left you a voicemail. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, I, I don't check. I, my I guess it wasn't actually. necessarily a, a plot recap, but it sort yeah. of ended up hitting a lot of those same notes. So. Okay. I don't know if we need to do another one. Well, I haven't listened to the, that, and I don't really listen to my voicemails anyway. So w- we should maybe describe the book at least twice, I would think. Okay, just well, to, uh, let's count the one earlier as one, and then you and then you do one. Okay, so I've written a description of this book, and I can okay. kind of do that. And then we'll have you, I don't know, maybe I'll put 60 seconds on a big bad clock or something. 90, um, or 90 seconds on a mysterious clock, whatever you like. I don't think it's necessary. I think I, I did. I think people are going to really want this book described to them, you know? Okay. okay. Maybe, I mean, I already did a lot of work in the voicemail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't want to, like, have to describe the book twice. Okay. 
So maybe I can figure out some way to kind of fill in a few of the gaps I may have left okay. in the voicemail. Yeah, it's oops all segment, so you can do it any way you like. Okay. Um, but I'm going to describe the book so people know what happened. Um, but what were we talking about? Glaive Order? We were talking about Glaive Order. We were talking about Sunny. Um, we talked a little bit about work. We talked about kind of hiring. No, 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 no. That's not helpful. Brandon Forget Sanderson, Mistborn. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Alloy series. Yeah. Uh, Tough to remember. Sonny's in this one. That's the Sonny point. is in this one. Yep. Oh, Sonny's uh, in this one. Half Pipe and yeah. gotcha. Lightsaber Thank T. You. Yeah. No, supremely unhelpful. Here's what it's I'm going to do. It's been dense I'm, so far. It's been pretty dense. I'm going to describe this novel and then we'll have you describe this novel just so people really feel like, Doesn't feel if nothing else, even if they don't have a good time with this podcast or this episode, if someone said, well, did they describe the novel? They can be like, yes. <laughs> These motherfuckers did describe the thoroughly novel. and yeah at length and yeah. many times <laughs> and often yeah okay so i'm gonna begin i've written a little description of this novel then we'll have you fill in the gaps are you ready yes okay here we go a home is not just four walls around you and a roof over your head a home is more than that it is the clatter of plates before a family dinner, the crackle of a fire in the hearth as you settle down to read a good book on a winter night. It is laughter and love and warmth. And it can be ghosts. Some homes have ghosts. Some homes burn down and all the ghosts in them burn. But when you build a home back on the same spot, the ghosts come back because ghosts don't really burn like people do. That's what Marianne's home is. It's basically a ghost house that they burn down and then put back together and the ghosts are still there. What a mistake. Babysitter's Club. Friends Forever. Number 11. Welcome home, Marianne. Okay, so I didn't think we needed to do so many book descriptions. Yeah. I thought we had done enough. Yeah. But you really fixated on the ghost stuff. Yeah. <laughs> in a way where I feel like it actually would be probably be pretty useful. Yeah. If we described the book. Mm-hmm. Cause I think between the, the ghost stuff and between the voicemail, we're probably like halfway there. Yeah, we're halfway there. And I don't know if what I am about to do and what I've prepared is gonna get us past the finish line. <laughs> okay. But it'll get us closer. It's like that paradox where yeah. you're, when oh, you it's cover a, half Achilles the distance in the tortoise. Yeah, to the finish line. Yeah. You keep going halfway again and you never get there. Yeah. Half of So half I think that's kind of, of where we're headed. Maybe this yeah. is an episode long uh, book, book recap where we just keep trying to chisel away <laughs> at it. But I would like that. Because yeah. one half of this podcast likes telling the listeners what happened in the book. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. am that one half. Yeah, I prefer not to. I prefer them to read the book themselves. Okay. So what do you want me to do? Put it 60 seconds on a big bad clock and have you describe this novel? Won't be necessary. Um, I have okay. prepared a uh, lullaby. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, which is something we did, if you recall, in the... In the portrait collection. In the portrait collection. But which was about time babies. Anyone who's read the uh, portrait collection, it's even if you're new to this podcast, you'll remember that <laughs> that the portrait collection 
at least is adjacent to the concept of adult time babies. Yeah. And if that <laughs> so. doesn't make sense to you, yeah, I don't know how I can <laughs> I don't know what else I can do for you, you know? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna. You don't have to mute yourself. It's not a long song. It's just. Okay. You know, I'll just sing it, and you can kind of react. Uh, well, in real and time. if if um, if folks have babies, uh, for listeners who have babies, oh uh, yes, now would be a good time to to go wake them up, wake them up, wake them up, or young children, or if you're if you're caring for someone who's yeah. an elderly person, um, that's perfect. But maybe needs goes to, to needs bed a good early. night's sleep. Yeah. Um, go wake them up, and um, and then Tanner's gonna sing them to sleep. Is that what's gonna happen now? I'm gonna sing them to sleep with my description of this book. My second yeah. description of this book. Great. Net third. Okay. Gross third. <laughs> okay. In, of, of the And podcast. then we'll put 60 seconds on a big bad clock and I'll describe this book. Sure. We earned maybe 90. Let's do 60. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. When your mom dies of cancer... Make a trip and travel far Anything your heart desires will come to you Hit the pool to blow off steam Try the mall and start to scheme Then you'll ride upon a train to NYC Dawn is kind She wants to show you love But you are not above Manipulation Start a fight and get the blues Cry a ton and lose the tooth When your mom dies of cancer That's when That's beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. I, I all my my baby asleep. went to sleep just from hearing that. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it was about really sweet. It was about Sunny. It's about Sunny. This book's about Sunny. And how um, much of a mean, nasty? She's tough. She's difficult in this one. Do you want to put sixty what's seconds? The, on the big what's the thing we used to call normal? people who are being mean and nasty? Crumbum? No. Glum plum? No, I can't remember. You're the glum plum. You're always the glum plum. Do you want to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock and I'll describe this novel? Um, I certainly want to do something that'll take 60 seconds. Oh, why don't you um, why don't you check out a 60 second burger run? See what they're okay. up to over there. Yes, and I will. If I can get in, if they f- let me in. Cool Math Games, you can go stand outside Cool Math Games window with a boom box and ask them if they'll let you back. You call it a boom box? I said a boom box. I'm certain I said a boom box. Okay. Why would you think I said a boop box? I think maybe your video hung a little bit, and it sounded like you said <laughs> boom box. <laughs> I don't think I would. They're encouraging me to skip all the ads and go premium now. Uh, but sounds... I, sh- I won't be doing that. No. And I actually like the ads, Cool Math Games. So. 
and they want me to log in to earn XP, and they want me to subscribe to their news, I'm going to say deny. <laughs> deny. All right. That's good. That's good. So you're starting off in a fairly combative relationship with Cool Math Games. I well, mean, after they, what we've said about They them, are starting me off they did fairly combative. They put me on my back foot. Yeah. And now I'm using that momentum to swing forward with my mighty fists, and I'm going to hit play now. Okay. And then could I describe the novel? You ready? Yeah. In five, four, three, two, one. Okay, here we go. I'm in. Um, Marianne and uh, her family are ready to move back into their new home. The, 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 home. the home that they lived in has risen like a phoenix from the flames, and it's now rebuilt on the spot where the barn used to be. And they move back in, and at the same time, Dawn and Jeff are coming to visit for a month to hang out in the new home and guess who they bring sunny sunny winslow she's trying to get away from her um uh, difficult situation because her mother has died um and she's trying to get a, a change of venue uh sunny is difficult she's like really extra and out there and intense and like just wants to like find marianne a boyfriend and like he, she doesn't want it and like do all sorts of crazy shit this culminates in her deciding that she's gonna like take the girls to sneak away and pretend that they're at the pool in stony brook and you're running low on for a day against the wishes of uh of Marianne's parents and they do that and they go to New York and they barely make it back in time. Marianne's parents never find out. Dawn and Sonny oh, have a huge you're fucking out of time. Shut and up. then Marianne Stop. Stop. comforts Sonny by saying my mom died too and ev- they make it up and Sonny Shut goes up. home and also Jeff uh, is uh, who cares about Jeff? There's a big plot but whatever. Shut up. That's the plot. We That's did. the plot. Ellen jammed so much book into this book. Yeah. Uh, but we got it all in. Everyone had a plot line. Marianne and had a plot line. In the and, house. and that's how they ended. And I guess, in a way, it's also sort of go jump back to the glaive order. It's thematically related to that one book where Dawn convinced Marianne that there was a ghost in the house and never once. Yeah, and never, never once told her that there was. Told her that there was. And still hadn't had an opportunity here. Yeah, and still but didn't. didn't. And then there's the house creaks a lot. And yeah. Sonny, in the same sort of uh, malicious way, tells Marianne that it's just the house settling. Then I began to hear the strangest noises, creaking sounds coming from all around. I'd heard them before as I was drifting off to sleep, but they'd never seemed so loud. What's that? I asked, startled. It's the house. Settle, said Sonny. My house makes the same sounds sometimes. It just means that the house is taking its shape, settling in. And so the new house is alive, isn't it? And it's probably the ghosts have made it alive, and the house is the spirits of the ghosts, and it's settling in, and it's taking its shape. Yeah, I don't know how it works. It's, it's, a, it's a process that's kind of beyond my understanding, but it sounds like the house is alive, and it's probably the spirit of the ghosts that yeah. makes it alive. Can I and run I think- a theory by you? Yeah. Listen to this passage. My new bed was comfortable, and I had a new desk for homework. The closet was huge, especially considering that I didn't have many clothes to fill it. I pictured myself in the room, doing homework on a winter evening. My desk lamp would cast a warm glow as snowflakes danced outside. What does that sound like to you? Snow globe. It sounds like a snow globe, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like a snow globe? Sounds like you're describing a scene from a snow globe. And do we not know that Anne M. Martin has earned the moniker 
the hand that shakes because she is the, the hand that shakes master. the snow globe and the snow globe is the symbol oh, right. of these girls forever being trapped in amber. Yes. And that this, here as we wind this down, as we wind this down, what does Anne do? She finds a way to put Marianne's house back together and put Marianne back inside it. Forever. And the house itself is alive. Yeah. You try to run from the house and you can't. You can't. You're back. It's outsmarted you. It's outsmarted you. Here's what Ellen says. It was a lovely old farmhouse filled with history and with the vibrations. Please don't think I'm weird of all the people who'd lived there in the past. Ellen said that? Well, and Marianne said it, but Ellen wrote it. Okay, right. Okay. The house is filled with vibrations. Yeah, I bet it is if you're shaking a fucking snow globe. Wait, sorry, sorry. She's saying that the barn is filled with vibrations from all the people who have lived there in the past? Yeah. It was just animals, though. Well, now it sounds like people live there. I'm, I think those might be animal vibrations. Okay. That she's getting. Okay. Don't you think? And maybe you they're think animal it's like ghosts. It's ghosts of cows and stuff. I think so. Okay. Or goat ghosts. Captain. Captain. Captain is who? It was a horse. There's a horse called They Captain. saved the placards off the horse stalls. And one oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, for Jeff's room. Yeah. And Jeff decides he wants the Captain placard. So it's the, go- it's the, it's the spirit of Captain the horse whose vibrations we're feeling. And then who's, behind, who's been behind it all. Oh, man. I love when I hit that sticky weed. Okay, is this... this is, and uh, feel those horse Lord? vibrations just <laughs> racking my body, you know? Hell yeah, man. Uh, I like to take a little ketamine. Okay. And crush it up and sprinkle it into my sticky weed. Okay. And just like... Just wait for the dream horse to come. Feel those horse vibrations. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And it's Weed Lord in half pipe, and they're... um, I'm still here. Should probably get a little bit of help. (laughs) With with their substance abuse issues? Yeah, I think so. It's going a little too far. Yeah. Um, But so there's horse... So listen, folks, there's a lot going on here. There's horse vibrations. It's a fucking snow globe. Yep. Right? Uh, Yep. And the house is alive. This is why Ellen had to go back. Yeah. I have to go back. Yeah. She needed to pick up all this. Uh, there's a lot of loose ends we need to clean there's up. There's a lot you know? of loose ends. And she's like, I can only do it in the form of a California Diaries. It has a real Cali Diaries type of feel. Because Sonny Winslow is this, has this energy that is chaos. Yeah. Like, she just, like, they have a whole section where... Like she's got dinosaurs. She energy. forces Mar- they pick up like three like handsome ninth graders. Yeah. Take them to the mall. Yeah. They go on a date. They, they go, go on a, a date. Movie. This dude is like really into Marianne. Well, he's not I think like Sonny like somehow coerced him into being into Marianne. He's like a bit of a like Dom or whatever. Because okay. he asked Marianne, he's like, Don't you date that Logan Bruno dude? Yeah. And she was like, oh, uh, no, not really anymore. And he was like, oh, cool. He just like wants to rub it in Logan's face. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to get Logan. He wants to go back to Logan and be like, hey, man, what did with your girl? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. Um, I hated it, him. His name was Cole West. Cool name. It's a cool name. And he's like, he's pretty swoony. That's what Horace Greeley said. What? Cole West. It's a Horace Greeley joke. 
I'm I'm you're losing me. He published an essay called Go West. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's for the, the Greeley heads out there. Yeah. We'll keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> Just for those you know, for the Greeley heads. I went to my the first college I went to was in a town in Colorado called Greeley. It was the University of Northern Colorado and I went for two semesters before I cool. had to leave. And <laughs> Why did you have to leave? Because Greeley, Colorado, and uh, sorry to anyone who lives in Greeley, Colorado, but Greeley, Colorado is one of the worst towns I've ever found myself living in in, okay. in America. It sucks. It's like all hillbilly cowboys, and it's a meat processing town. So every like Thursday night, they would take all the extra cow bits that they didn't turn into meat that you can eat and they would burn them. There's like multiple factories around town. So every Friday morning you would wake up and your car was just covered in a thin layer of like cow Cow dust. Jesus. (laughs) It was just like, it's like silent Hill. (laughs) Like why are we here? And then years later they hired like a big agency to, to rethink their like town image and motto. Yeah, and the thing, the tagline they came up with for the town was "Greeley built from the ground up," and it's like you guys can't have ground up <laughs> in your town tagline. You process meat. <laughs> the whole industry of this town is processing meat. <laughs> it was a nightmare. I hated living there. Um, okay, well, so, uh, apologies to anyone from Greeley, Colorado. I'm yeah. sure it's a nice place. Um, and please named after Horace Greeley. Go west, young podcast. man. Podcast. Um, yeah. And the guy's name is Cole West, and he he has this in- exchange with Sonny where he says, hey, and then Sonny says, hey, what's up? And then Cole says, the sun. <laughs> and then Sonny, Sonny says, hell yeah. Funny you should mention that. That's my name, Sonny. Oh, cool. That's good, too. Sonny is cool as hell. That is. You know what I would say if I were her? I would say, hey, you know where this Sonny sets? Where? In the West. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's great. That's yeah, fucking right? good. Fuck yes. That's good, right? Dang. Yeah. I, I should be saying with that. Winslow. Um, so Cole West is handsome and he like he like goes to a zombie movie with Marianne and his two like loser friends and yeah. Dawn and Sonny and he sits next to Marianne and whispers in her. One is a chipmunk. Oh yeah. I think his name is Alex, and one has zits. Yeah, that's actually my... (gasps) Were you ready for that? I like doing a burn early. I wasn't super ready for it, but I do have one. But I'd love to hear yours first. Right before the break, and and it's a burn on Alex. You want to hear it? Yep. So, like, Sunny is all over the fucking place. At some point, she decides that they're losers, and that's going too far in the other direction. Well, Sunny's got a type, and her type is not handsome boys, and her type is not... It's cars. It's It's cars. cars. It's cars. And it's sons of cars. And she brings up Carson at one point. Yeah, she's like, you would like Carson, and and the son of the car. And (laughs) he's a car. And and Donna's like, no, Marion would not like a drifter. (laughs) 
from the beach. Like, the, like you've been here for a couple weeks. Like you've met Marianne, right? She does she not like a drifter from the beach, like, and she go wouldn't out like with a, a car drifter from the beach <laughs> who's a car. Yeah. Um, here's my burn. Ready? It's on Alex. So they're not losers. She went on. Fine, whatever. But still, we're not going out with them again. Okay, with both of you. Definitely, I said, sighing with relief. Okay, said Dawn. But I did think Alex was kind of cute. Sure, if you like guinea pigs, Sunny mumbled under her breath. Oh, yeah, I almost laughed thinking of Alex's plump cheeks. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's just not Sunny's type. She likes cars. She likes cars. She doesn't like chipmunks. She doesn't like guinea pigs. Guinea pigs, yeah. So, what's your burn? Win some, you lose some. My burn is an easy burn. It was easy level burn this week. There's a B plot where Jeff is struggling to reconnect with the Pikes, which is always what happens when he comes back from California. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also like, he, he's been invited to decorate his room and he can't figure out how he wants to decorate it. And the Pike boys agree to help. And that's sort of how they connect. And it's a Pike heavy book. Yeah. And it's always a little bit of God mode, easy mode. Yeah. You hit the tel- tilde key to pull up that like menu where you can type yeah and you write like id god mode is this doom and then your like guy's icon in the lower right he gets like his eyes kind of like start glowing yeah you know is this doom yeah okay that's good that i get that reference you know i can't play it because i get motion sickness (laughs) you're such an old man uh so this is a little bit god mode easy mode but yeah burn is pike related yeah Christy and I headed for the kitchen and finished putting dinner together. I set the table and poured out a glass of milk while Christy served the macaroni and cheese. Then we called the kids. It took 15 minutes to get everyone seated at the table and about three and a half minutes for everyone to eat. May I be excused? Adam said as he rushed through his plate of food. No excuse for you, Jordan muttered. (laughs) I missed that. That's a good bird. And Ellen Ellen can trot out. That's sort of a, a Pete trick. Yeah, that's from the the Pete bag of tricks. But yeah. Ellen can trot out a Pike burn. Every no now excuse and then. for you is fucking great. I love yeah. that as a burn. Um, should we take a quick break? That's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna let you, but great. Let's do okay. it. Okay, great. And we'll come back. We've got a, a we'll, and we'll have a robust discussion of this fascinating novel. Probably not. And we're back. Have we described this novel enough? Uh, we can probably take a couple more runs at yeah. it. Is there we any other make sure people know ways? what ha- How about happens in the book? Via haiku. <laughs> What's haiku 575? 575. Um, and it always has to do with seasons. Okay, I'll start. Mary Ann's house is back. Mary Ann's house is back. Is six syllables. Oh, yeah. Mary it is two syllables, isn't it? Mary Ann's house back. Mary Ann's house back. Yep. Seven. So you do seven. Uh uh reborn like a doe in spring. Because there has to be like a yeah. like a seasons thing. That's beautiful. Um The ghosts didn't burn. The ghosts didn't burn. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. That's, and that's a new, and that's the thing about Oops All Segments. Yeah. It's, oh, it's new segments too. It's past, 
present yeah. and future segments. Yeah. And that's how so, we describe it sometimes. Haiku descriptions could be a way we describe things in the future. Um, I want to draw your attention, Tanner, to something that I found uh, very scary. Uh, and Ellen Miles is just kind of throwing everything at the wall now because she's only got one, may, max one book left to tell the story that she wants to tell. Yep. Um, I'm sure you picked this up. Probably not. Uh, but I think we should walk through it for uh, people who haven't necessarily been reading these novels as closely as we have. Okay. Here's the passage. I was up early, I said. We were too. My dad had just come into the kitchen, carrying a box marked odds and ends. Odds and ends. That was about all we owned anymore. Almost everything in our house had been destroyed by the fire. We'd salvaged a few things. But what can you really do with one half-burned shoe or a waterlogged book? One half-burned shoe, never worn. That And that's and Hemingway ate your fucking heart out. Yeah. It's that, slightly anyway? it's slightly longer. I think it's just as clean though. It tells it's just as evocative, you yeah. know? Because it's about a I guess it's about a half burned baby, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's about a three quarters burned baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> the other shoe is long gone. Yeah. <laughs> and this one only half burned. So Yeah, it's and that makes it sadder. And Tanner's story is sadder, isn't it? Hemingway. It's sadder. I once texted you in the wee hours of the night yeah because i was walking my dog outside of my apartment in brooklyn yeah and there was a miniature poang chair sitting in the in the garbage outside my apartment yeah and i texted you a photo of it and i said is this good for a tweet baby poang chair (laughs) never never assembled yeah (laughs) and you said it's too morbid and i never (laughs) tweeted it It is, and I gave you good advice. Um, I'm sure you picked up on this, but I'll just run through it for listeners. Please. My dad had just come into the kitchen carrying a box marked odds and ends, and then odds and ends is in all caps. And so if you've ever done um, a cryptic crossword puzzle. I have. With you. Um, you made me. And in, in for, for American listeners, cryptics are a type of crossword puzzle in the UK that are dying out and it's harder and harder to find them, but they still exist in most of the major British newspapers and um, they're, um, they're, they're for nerds and it's yeah. like it's lateral thinking but uh, the, it's the clues are lateral thinking you know how they do you know how the Brits clues. do um, oi that guy's in Barney uh, Cockney rhyming slang it's that it's like Cockney rhyming slang yes it's the same kind of logic yeah um, so Odds is a classic cryptic signifier. So if you read this as a cryptic clue, odds and ends, which is in all caps here, the way to read that for a cryptic crossword Bulbs puzzle. Bulbs and bends. No, that's Cockney rhyming slang. Um, the way that to read this if you're doing a cryptic crossword puzzle, which I think is what Ellen wants us to do, is... You see odds, and then you see and ends, and you take the odd letters from the words and ends. So, okay, so you take the odd letters from the words and yeah, so the it's end odds letter of the colon word. and ends. And so, what Ellen is saying is take the odd letters out of and ends. And what do you get? Uh, okay, so, so O. 
No, it's and ends. And ends. A. Yep. D. Yep. N. Yep. S. ADNS. ADNS. And ADNS is a very specific thing, Tanner. Okay. What is it? And it's scary and it's intense. And it's called the Automated Digital Network System. What is that? I found a site from 1998 that describes this automated digital network sequence. It is the Navy's primary tactical wide area network. Okay. It's the backbone to JMCOMS. It uses off-the-shelf protocols, processors, and routers to create a robust and flexible networking environment. I don't understand a lot of this stuff, but it goes deep. The site that, if you Google ADNS, the first site you get to is something called the Military Analysis Network. You want me to do that? You can if you want, man. I'm just telling you what, it's from their time. It's from 1998. Okay, so I'm on FOS.org. Oh, here we go. Military Analysis Network. Yeah. Automated digital backbone of JCOMS. Furnishes autonomous digital interoperable joint and secure lawn slash wand management. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, control a mil- it's some for deep RF military technological stuff. Yeah. Here's my question to you. Automates and I don't all like... communication systems. So why is Ellen? It's kind of natural. It's like natural speech almost. Automates all communication systems. Obvious way. Why is Ellen Miles asking us in this obvious way to look up ADNS? My dad right. had just come into the kitchen carrying a box marked odds and ends, and then she says odds and ends, which is ADNS. Yep. That was about all we owned anymore. Almost everything in our house had been destroyed by the fire. All they own is the automated digital network system. Right. And huh. my final question to you on this topic is... Is that Claudia? Okay. Well, oh. Because Claudia, for new listeners, is like Daryl. Strawberry. No, the, um, the, the robot boy from the late 80s movie, Daryl. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's a cloud AI. She's an she's a, she's a artificial intelligence, and this has been clearly established why would they own claudia though no i don't know that was just my interpretation ellen doesn't suggest i'm a, i'm a little worried that like ellen is revealing to us that like they're all claudia like they're all living in the machine you know it's like the matrix right is that conceivable it's all almost everything in our house had been destroyed by the fire all we had was this adns all all we have jack i mean is this. part of what she might be saying is that the fire was deliberate to destroy whatever this is, right? Right. The fire was designed to take out the ADNS. Interesting theory, Jack. I don't know if yeah. it's Claudia. I don't know if we're all Claudia. We're all in the right. cloud AI now. Right. Uh, maybe it goes back to the snow globe. Maybe the snow globe is the name of the ADNS the that we all... Yep sort of exist inside of now that's their their like code name for it the snow globe right and it's the new and lost control of the girls right and they were freed from the amber that they've been trapped in so far that natural process has come to an end so Anne has re- has gone to the navy 
to develop a new way to trap these girls artificially and digitally in an advanced right. digital network system called the snow globe. And we're all yeah, on the snow I globe. I think that's what it is. And and Ellen's just frantically trying to get this all out before her time with the babysitters club comes to a ignominious yeah. close. Jack. Yeah. I want to introduce a segment. Okay. And it's about a young boy that we like. Okay. And it's us cataloging or tracking him mm-hmm. through his life and his many lives and the ages. And it's called. We have to go back, Kate. Tracking Jackie. Tracking Jackie. We have to go back. And it's a classic. And and for, for folks who don't know, Dragon Jackie, also known as the Lord of the Harvest in the Friends Forever series, is uh, a, a, a boy who has lived an infinity of lives because every time he, in our world, appears to trip or fall or have some kind of an accident, he blips out of time and reality and lives an entire lifetime uh, on an alternate universe and uh, lives and dies and comes back into his body in that same moment. Um, And he is known uh, in the Friends Forever series as the Lord of the Harvest because he has harvested an infinity of lives, I think including all of us. Uh, I think so, yeah. And that's that's what we know about him. And he makes a brief appearance in this book. Very, very, very brief, yeah. Sorry, this radio novel. It was late June, which meant that Christy was caught up in softball. She coaches a team called Christy's Crushers, made up of little kids in the neighborhood. They have a blast. It was awesome. Jackie Radowski made the most incredible catch to end the game in extra innings. Blip. It's the near future. Okay. And, uh... A young man, 27, out of Connecticut, mm-hmm. came up in the farm league, played for the Hartford Yard Goats okay. for a little while before getting drafted into the well, he's actually <laughs> Yankees. Pretty late in his career. What did I say? 27. 21. Okay. And now he's uh, kind of a utility player on the Yankees, middle of the lineup. Not super reliable, but just reliable enough. And it's the World Series, and they're playing. Who's the Yankees' rival? It's the Hartford Yard Goats. Okay, yeah. And it's the it's this near future, and baseball has sort of undergone this thing where it's like uh, European soccer. Okay, they play where you can kind of get that are lower. relegated. Yeah. Okay to like a lower division if you don't play well enough. Yeah. And you can rise up if you do play well enough. So mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals are gone. They're AAA now and the Hartford Yard Goats <laughs> are a major league baseball team and it's the World Series. It's game 7. Mm-hmm. Extra innings. It's the let's say 11th inning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the Yard goats are up to bat. It's the middle of the lineup. Jackie Radowski steps up to plate. Mm-hmm. And he gets a pitch that he likes. Mm-hmm. He sees it coming. He feels good about it. Makes contact. Drills the ball down the, uh, the, the left field line. And it's just in. 
Okay. Looks like it's going to roll out. Just manages to stay in. Kind of dribbles to a stop. The the left field outfielder grabs the ball, throws it in. But by then, Jackie's already knocked in a ribby. Okay. And tied the game. And at what base is he on? Then he he made it to first base. He made it to first. Okay. And then the next guy uh, strikes out, and the inning's over. Okay. Inning twelve. Okay. Still an extra wow. innings. This game is game is so tied. we're getting this whole we're getting this whole game from you. Should I, I go mean, back? Should I go no. further back? <laughs> no, I'm Jackie I'm, tied I'm it up. Jackie tied it I'm up. I'm riveted with yeah. that ribby. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inning twelve. Jackie takes his place in the the outfield, right field, and the Yankees, New York Yankees, A Rod, Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. okay, Babe Ruth. Okay, it's like Field of Dreams, basically. That's another thing about future baseball. It's kind of like Field of Dreams. They kind of bring back a lot of old favorites, like yeah. with a mixture of cloning and holograms. Okay, you know, so mm-hmm. you can with ca- you. you can draft anyone from history if yeah. you can afford the the super max on them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so and the Yankees they can afford anyone. So yeah, A Rod gets up. He strikes out. Okay. Classic yeah. A-Rod. Classic A-Rod. Derek Jeter set, gets up to, to base, mm-hmm. and he hits a hits a high one. Okay. And it's sailing out to center field. That's not where Jackie is, though. He's in right field. Okay. Okay. You with yeah. me? No, I'm with you. The yeah. goats are on the field. Yep. Uh, center, center fieldsman fumbles the catch. A-Rod makes it to second base. Okay. I've got a picture of this in my mind, my mind palace. Babe Ruth steps up, hits okay. a hits a kind of dribbler to the yeah. shortstop, manages to make it to first. A Rod stays still at second. Okay, he's not going to risk running by that shortstop. No, this is like D and D, but for baseball. Uh, who's another famous Yankee? Lou Gehrig. Okay, gets up there. He hits the ball. It goes out into the outfield. Everyone advances. Base is loaded. <laughs> yeah. Two outs in the twelfth inning. Okay. Jackie Rudowski's out in the in right field. And the field. yard goats are ahead by one. The yard that's tied. Uh, yes, the yard goats are ahead by one. Yeah. Okay. No. Yes. Okay. And Jackie so the, got that one. Yes. Yes. So we want that. We need the Yankees to to fail here. Yeah. Okay. And. Ty Cobb gets up there. Yeah. Right. Is maybe he's the one who doesn't wear shoes. Is that right? Sure. Why not? He's a pitcher. Daryl Strawberry gets up there. Yeah. And he's high as a kite on LSD. Okay. But it actually helps him play better. Okay. And he... It's a smoker right down the the center. And he okay. hits it again. Makes great contact. With that old hickory. Jeez, I'm really laying out some good baseball terminology here. No, this is very good baseball, and it's why I haven't cut you off sooner. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm riveted. And he makes solid contact, mm-hmm. and it's just sailing towards mm-hmm. that right field. Yeah. And it's headed right for that big green monster. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's, so in it's Yankee in Boston. Stadium. <laughs> okay, yeah. And in, and in this future, the big... The Yankee Stadium is called the Big Green Monster. Yeah. Well, they took the the wall from Boston. Well, Boston, Boston's a 
radioactive wasteland at this point. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the only thing that survived. Yeah, and they, it's a they win, and yeah, it's a tribute. It's beautiful. Yeah, and the ball is sailing towards this big, big green monster, and Jackie's there, and he's like, "Am I going to get this thing?" Yeah, and he's losing it in the lights a little bit. And he's walking back. He's trying to shade his eyes. He's yeah. got his glove up. Uh-huh. Looks like it's going to go over the wall. So he's like, "I got to do it. I got to. I got to make a a leap for it." Uh-huh. He plants his feet. And he makes a run at the wall. Sticks his cleat in the wall. And he gets a little air. He's just reaching up. The ball is coming right for his glove. Yeah. And blip. See, the score was tied 2-2. The other team was up with two outs. The count was 2-3 and three when Buddy hit one down the left field line. And smiling, I let Christy ramble on. Spouting numbers and baseball terms that meant nothing to me. Some things never change. Oh, so Ellen is not even going to let us know what happened. Ellen's not even going to let us know. And this is kind of the what new the thing fuck? about Jackie. Is he gets so close to these moments of, of release and redemption and then... Ellen likes to snatch them away from him. Are we also, and I, I've kind of lost track of how Jackie's mythology works. Are we to think that he died in that moment? I think, I think so. The baseball Jackie, the future Jackie, that that was when he died. I think he probably, uh, runs up that wall to catch the ball and catches it. Yeah. And has kind of a hard landing coming down. Right. And, Shake like something kind of feels a little off in his torso okay. when he hits. He's like, ah, and he wakes sucks. up as as the boy. Yeah, and then like three years later or something. Okay, it's that, revealed so that, that like he had like a slip disc or like a hernia or something like that. Okay, yeah. and it just like goes completely out of control. Right, and then he dies. Wow. So if you have a hernia, take care of it. Please, guys, this is a PSA. You don't want to let that stuff sit. You do not want to let that stuff sit. That can kill you. Um, so that's fucked up. And it's I fucked guess up. This and is that's, also, that's what Ellen likes to do, though, with Jackie. This is Marianne Baseball Idiots. Marianne Baseball Idiots. And it's, it sounds like it's not from all... Because it was this incredibly powerful moment that we could have gotten some closure on and Jackie could have gotten some closure on. But Marianne failed to understand the essential end of that story. Yeah. Well, and it's Marianne Herney idiot too, because those things, gosh, you got to take yeah, care of that. They'll really fuck you up and you they'll really, really fuck get you up. taken care of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it sounds like from the feedback I got, it wasn't Tanner green ring baseball idiots. It sounds like I, you, no, used... it was Tanner green ring baseball genius. Yeah. Baseball genius. Fucking Thank riveting. You. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've watched a lot of baseball movies. Yeah. Um, so they go to New York this week. They go to New York. They sneak to New York. It's the most dangerous travel crime ever committed. You sneak New York. Unique New York. Okay. <laughs> thank you for interrupting me to say that. Thank you. Can I say thank you to you yep. for interrupting me to say that? You sneak New it York. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. It it pulled me completely off of what my my train of thought, but boy... Was it worth the ride? Um, They go to New York. They sneak to New York, and they never get caught. And Ellen Miles does a a funny little thing where she's like – she has Marianne say when they get back, 
and they don't get caught, like, I realized that I should never do this. Yeah. Because no one should do this. And no child children should should do this. And my God. But it's like normally they would never get away in the babysitter's club. They would never get away with a crime this bad. They go to New York for the day. They leave a note for Sharon that's like, oh, we're going to the pool. And they tell one person. Ellen's like leaving all these breadcrumbs for like, if you're a bad kid. They like, they're like, because this goes nowhere. They're like. We remembered to tell one person. Find someone who's Stacey. sympathetic, who like loves New York. Yeah. And would just be excited <laughs> yeah. that you're going there and tell them. And Stacy's like, oh, I wish I could come and have a babysitting job. Yeah, right. Like Stacy wouldn't fucking cancel a babysitting <laughs> job to go to New York. <laughs> Up here, um, I'm already there. Even yeah. like a grizzled old like New York cab driver like, yeah. says to them at some point, he's like, you girls are you way guys too young. should not be here yeah. hailing a cab. To be alone You're in 13-year-olds. Yeah. They're so dangerous, and they have a dangerous time in New York, and they go to clubs and... They go to clubs. They go to the Zingies of New York, I the think Zingies is how of New it's York, described. Called Canal something. Canal Jeans. That's where you and I used to work. And they come back, but no one catches them. They're right in our old stomping grounds. So, yeah, so they spent a lot of time in Soho, and here's my question for you. Maybe they went to Botanica. Maybe the club they were talking about was Botanica. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's a, the world's dankest bar where Tanner and I used to, and, and the yeah, rest of the major media company used to go there every night after work. Um, did they go to New York to find the Scholastic headquarters? Oh, they were right there, weren't they? They were They're on Broadway. Right there. Broadway, Because Ellen like, triangulates on exactly where they are. And they're right at the Scholastic HQ. Here's a description of what they see in that area, Tanner. Yeah. We walked for a long, long time up one street and down another. I can't even begin to tell you all the things we saw, but here's a partial list. An Italian bakery that looked as if it had been there for a hundred years. The bread smelled delicious as we walked by. That's not a fucking bakery. That's the Scholastic headquarters. That's Parisi's. Okay. Oh, it's Parisi's. It's the sandwich place we used to get lunch out at work. That's possible too. My thing is that it's the Scholastic headquarters, it's and it's fucking where the bread is coming from. Yep, and it's bread all the way down. And I thought you would like that. It's called the bread factory. But we could no, 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 no. Before we could talk about whether it's the sandwich place F- that we used to uh, Parisi's. I don't think you and I actually ate there that often. You certainly didn't, because I think like the signature. They had an eggplant thing that I could eat. Oh, okay. And I was scared because it was only firemen. (laughs) I would have to go. (laughs) Sometimes I had to go and order there. Like it would be my turn to order at Parisi's, and you have to. You have you had to go in person. Yeah. And it was all firemen, and it felt like it was firemen who worked there somehow too, even though they were clearly sandwich (laughs) shop workers. And you like there was like a way of interacting with them that like, like you want to be cool for the firemen, and you want to be confident. And when you're yeah. ordering like a potato sandwich or whatever, yeah. And I was like, and it's got no, like a name like, on the menu. Oh, can you hold the cheese? And I don't want any eggs in it. And is the bread vegan? <laughs> <laughs> and it was all like dudes with like their fireman hats would still be on. And the sandwiches are all called things like meatball sub, yeah, chicken parm sub, and then the yeah. the eggplant one is like the yeah. pussy's banquet <laughs> for frilly little ladies only. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. That was tough. 
Um, but no, I don't think that's what it was. I don't think it's Parisi's. I think Scholastic Head. It's, it's Scholastic, Scholastic. And they're yeah. go- and Ellen's bringing them back, and it smells like bread. It would smell like bread. And that's, that's wh- the epicenter. is going back to the source. And that's where um, the Leviathan lives, and he smells like bread. Because mm. he's down there at the core. Yeah. You know? And of course it's bread, because it's all bread. It's all bread. It's all bread, and it's all bread all the way down and all the way up again. Jack. Very powerful. Soup's all segments. We have it's to oops go. all segments. We, we can have to go. Whatever we want, we got to go. We, we have to go, go, but it is oops all segments. Yeah. Sometimes I'll catch him singing along with his goofy smile on his face. Mm-hmm. I love my dad, but I have to say it can be downright embarrassing to see him mouthing words to some groovy tune. And it's Vibe Jack, and what's the groovy tune? Uh, okay, okay, okay. So let, let's let's hone in on a decade. The only real alternative is Easy Light, the station my dad listens to. It plays right. all these dopey songs that he listened to when he was a teenager. So okay. Easy Listening... That is, let's see, he's what, probably 40 in 2000? Sure. So he was a teenager 25 so years earlier in 75. Okay. So let's say late 70s. Maybe he's listening to televisions, Marky Moon. That would be cool as fuck, dude. That's almost too cool, though. I don't even, what I mean by that is I don't know what you mean, so it must be too cool. I'll play a clip. <laughs> Maybe it's like, um, what's the guy who who gave birth to Lisa, not Lisa Loeb, um, the other one? Or maybe it was Lisa Loeb? No. You're going to have to give me more than that. That's it's like the, it's deeply cryptic. His name is like... Describing someone. <laughs> the guy who gave birth <laughs> to Lisa Loeb. It's not Lisa Loeb. Is, is, what, is all I have. Yeah. It's just like not helpful. But it's not even Lisa Loeb that I'm thinking of. Its name is like Zagat's Moon Dust or something like that. Uh, Zap. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. What's, okay. Who's his daughter? Dweezil Zappa? No. He's got a daughter who's a musician. It could be Kraftwerk. Oh, Kraftwerk is interesting. It's it would be cool if it's if it's Kraftwerk. You think they're fucking he's, around? It's sort of like Math Rock before Math Rock existed. Yeah. If it, we just have to accept that Mr. Spear was cool, and he was cool because he's like he's like dating like Sharon in high school. That's cooler than I was. I wasn't dating a damn Sharon in high school. I wasn't dating anybody in high school. No. So it's cooler than me, unless you think it's cool to not date anybody. Right. I was playing so, a lot of um, Rainbow Six. Is that cool? No, not at all. And so maybe he's listening to Kraftwerk. So maybe it's a, there's a station in uh, Stony Brook that plays Kraftwerk like Trans Europe Express. Uh-huh. Maybe it's wasn't it was Brian like, Eno kicking in the late seventies? Fuck yeah. Maybe it's like some real. It's like music for atmospheric. Airplanes. It's Brian music for stuff. We'll play a clip. 
That's cool. It's, that's what it is. It's music for airplanes. That's what he's bopping his head and like singing along to. <laughs> Just like tonal, atmospheric music. <laughs> that is cool. And Mr. Spear, uh, new respect. He's just like fucking jamming out to Kraftwerk and fucking Brian Eno like Eno. ambient like soundscapes. <laughs> I love that. He's making up words to it. <laughs> That's very cool. Tanner, we must leave. We must go. Okay. Don't we have to go? We I... gotta go. I'm fine actually. I got all we night. We gotta get out of here. I'd love to keep hanging out. We must go. Okay. And we must leave, and we also have personal. to get out of here. We didn't here talk about this we... cover. It's bad. Oh, so it's a segment. It's called... Let's complain about the cover. It's bad. It's so bad. It's a it poorly taken ass. photo. And they're like, they're like, uh, fuck, we forgot. Like, we did a photo shoot with all the girls, but we forgot that this book has Dawn and Sunny in it. Right. And so they... I don't even know if it's the same Marianne from last week. It doesn't look like her. Yeah, and then they have two blondes who two look blonde the same. And they just had them like sit in front of a bright flash, and they're like, all right, that's good. It's not good. It's like a Polaroid photo. It's a bad cover for this book. Anyway, it's bad. And now I know what Sunny looks like, and she looks bad. Know, sort of like how I expected her to look. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. We have to go. Okay. We must. And you're we ready to go, go huh? Well, I got. I got all I've night. got dinner waiting for me. We, yeah. We're watching um, the Great Pottery Throwdown. You guys watching the new GBBO? No, I just told yes, yes. But now, yes, I did watch it. But they release episodes once a week, and so I only watch one. You week. liking it? Yeah, I, of you course I fucking host? like it. Yes, of course I do. He's very famous British comedian. I thought he was an annoying British comedian. I, no, he was on that show, Little Britain, funny. right? Yeah. And I thought that movie, I thought that show was like a dumb gross out show. And I was like, oh, this guy, this guy sucks. No, and then he was perfect. so funny and charming he's so on funny. GBBO. And he's also like the other guy who is from the Mighty Boosh. He comes from a world of like absurdist British comedy. Yeah. So the two of them together on Great British Bake Off is like, they ratcheted it up. Uh, and it's very funny. Early favorites? I can't remember who I liked, honestly. The, I like the guy. Jamie I try can... not to get too attached early on. Jamie can attest to this. I laughed maybe the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Yeah. When Dave, age 30, boring white guy, showed his design for his um, Tom DeLonge oh, yeah. Blink-182 cake. <laughs> they, did, they did celebrity cake. They did cakes that were like to make to look like celebrities. The funniest and most viral one is Ziggy's, like a melted Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> but this one dude, and oh, and this it was is supposed like, to be someone you admire. No, it was yeah, like make a cake that looks like someone you admire. And this is like this is what it's like to be in my house from both sides. Like he showed his diagram, and I was like, "It's Tom DeLonge." <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah was like, "What the." F- fuck are you talking about and i was like it's on the log it's when the i log. saw the diagram i just thought it was honestly the funniest thing i'd ever seen in my life and i was like choking like wheezing crying laughing at it and jamie was like worried about me <laughs> god it was so funny oh it's oh, so good you guys have to show. watch the great british bake-off and also i'm i'm watching what we are watching now is the great pottery throwdown which yeah i've is- heard it's good Bake off, but it's pottery. It's pretty. We good. got burned by that garden. Did you guys watch that gardening one from last summer? 
I think everyone was a, a little hungry for GBBO content, so they did a gardening show, and it was bad. Okay. So now I'm a little gun-shy around GBBO spinoff. Pottery Throwdown is solid. It's It doesn't rise to the heights of... of Bake off. This is all staying in, folks. You're all list. You all listen to this. Yeah. Often I cut these com- types of conversation out, but this is now you listen to it. Now you heard it. This um, but we must go. We really must go. I'm okay. Go okay, watch okay. the Great British Pottery Throwdown. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, it's like 10 p.m. here. I'll probably go to bed. Okay. Tanner's going to get an early night. Um, what I would love to ask you as a listener is to me. Support- I don't listen. I'm saying, talking, I'm speaking, I've pivoted to speaking to our listeners. Okay. What I would like to add. (laughs) Fuck you. I would love to ask you as a listener to support our show by subscribing to our Patreon. Um, You do get another show, and it is good, and we put a lot of effort into it, and we do sing the descriptions. But even if you don't need another show it is a good way to support this show and keep us doing what we're doing which um, takes a a lot of time and effort and energy for just five dollars a month you can keep us going over at patreon.com slash bscc podcast keep us going for two more weeks to do that because we are almost out of books and then um it'll sort of fund our soul releasing ceremony yes yeah and we need that that's that's very expensive birds are not cheap birds aren't cheap um <laughs> buy our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch we've got t-shirts and totes and all sorts of other good things you can also join our facebook group over at babysitters club club facebook page and then hit the group called baby nation which is where all the action happens and i can't emphasize this enough everyone is nice and good and good and also nice in there not everyone. And Jack's in there, and he kind of has a bad attitude sometimes. <laughs> uh, we're all in there. We all hang out. We have weekly discussion threads. It's a fun time. Please do join the Facebook group. Um, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to move through the rankings, and it helps people to discover us who might not know about our show. All that remains now is for me to say that this week we did read a novel, and it was called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever, number 11, Welcome Home, Marianne. Next week we're going to be reading a fantastic-looking novel called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever, number 12, Claudia and the Disaster Date. And it's the last Friends Forever. (laughs) It's the last Friends Forever. Fuck my life. And it's the second-to-last Babysitter's Club book ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And There's a we, fabled have we um, confronted that at chainmail babysitters club book. Okay, someone in the group keeps encouraging us to to do something, and maybe it's the chainmail book. There's something, but it it really is the last. It's the end, and we're all. Gonna and we die. say that a lot, and it's boy who cried wolf. But now it's really yeah. the end, and there's no more babysitters club. Books. It's boy who cried fame wolf, and we're gonna die. Yeah, we're, we're all gonna and die, it's over. and it's over for us. Um, so look forward to that. Um, in the meantime, I would like to remind you that my name this week has been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been... Thank you.
a damn way. Salty. Turn that frown upside down. I, I want. Man. I need a good attitude from you. Been a, it's been stressful. Well, this is this is the, the your reward for working hard. Work more work. <laughs> yeah, babysitters club work. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>